Welcome once again to 2022 and the Open House with Team Rima radio show with Rima House, Remax Metro East Side. Happy New Year and Eric Osnes here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. I decided to do something very different this time. <laughs> that was very unique. It was. <laughs> Probably terrible, but I don't care. I'm in a very good mood because we are in a new year. That's right. We kicked 2021 out the door here. Mm-hmm. Let's just wave bye-bye. And move on. Just wave bye bye. I want to say wave thanks. Well, yes. In this episode, every year we like to do a forecast of what to expect in the year coming, Mm -hmm. and we also like to grade ourselves on how we did in our forecast from the previous year. Yes. So this is always a good time to start that. So did you listen to our? Beginning of last year's show before we got on here? I I didn't, but I have it in my head. I know what I forecast. Yeah. Which was what? Well, I I mean we were looking at both the housing market mm-hmm. and also interest rates. Right. And uh, and I had forecast the housing market would go up seven percent. Yeah, I think we were close to that. I think I was like yeah. eight or something right. like that. Right. And we, we'd been like eight to twelve percent. I was like depending uh, on the market area, probably about the same. Yeah, and we Blew right past that by about yes. February. Yes, we did. So, so we missed the mark on that one. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to give but myself a... all in a positive, though. Oh. Th- At least we weren't like CoreLogic at like 1%. They forecast, actually, I wrote this down because mm-hmm. they they are <laughs> sticking to their guns on their forecasting model, which has just been just massively wrong. Their guns But it makes the headlines. It's all over the, it's well, all yeah. over the headlines. That's because that's what their job is. Right. Last year, they forecast uh, home prices would go up 2.5%. And what did they do nationwide? 18.1 nationwide. Yeah, which is huge. Right. This year... Even Kansas was getting double digits. Right, right. So so even we were way off the market, mm-hmm. you know, 7 8%, you know, when it was up, you know, yeah. over 18%. Yeah. So that's okay. You know, it was a, it was kind of in a, a good thing if you own a home. Not so great if you're trying to buy a home because you're right. watching those... Those housing prices oh, just yeah. keep going higher yep. and higher Speeding and higher. Along. Right. Well, you can only save so much. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. And then also interest rates. I mm-hmm. had forecast that rates would start rising. Yes, you did. And uh, they did. They did. Mm-hmm. By March, they had gone way up. Mm-hmm. But then Delta hit in the yeah. summer. We're and not talking about the airplanes. No, it, it, <laughs> no, it, that would be good. Now it knocked uh, the economy back on its knees again, mm-hmm. and rates went way down, yeah. only to start going back up again in the fall. You know, on fears of inflation. Right. And so we ended up actually, uh, I pretty much you know nailed my forecasts for interest rates. I figured they'd be around three and a quarter, three and three eighths, mm-hmm. and that's about exactly where they ended up. And uh, and so we'll see, um, uh, we'll see how things go looking forward. Uh, so well, at least that you were right, and you were a winner, and you <laughs> so, know we had some other stuff that was winners. I'll bring that up later. Right. Well, so for for our housing market prediction, I don't know about you, I'm going to give myself a D, you know, for completely missing this massive increase in house prices. I don't know. Yeah, a D. Well, I gave myself a D. I think CoreLogic gets a D. Well, they get an F. Yeah, they weren't even in the. But we were at least. They didn't I even mean, show up to class. To twelve because it also depends on what marketplace you're mm-hmm. in. But right. I mean, seriously, yeah. I'd, I'd say we were more like in the C plus. Well, but the thing was that at the beginning of last year we were still mm-hmm. heavy into COVID, mm-hmm. and we really didn't see the the percentage of people still actively you know making high incomes. It was a K shaped recovery. Mm-hmm. Half the people were doing. Fantastic, oh, and yeah. the other half were not doing well, well at all. A lot of those who are doing fantastic are here, right? And that's the but that's the sector of the economy that took the housing market right along with it. You know, while, oh, while yeah. other folks, you know, were in, you know, renting uh, or in in um, 
you know, all kinds of trouble, you know, with that. And yes and no. I okay, but I I think factoring in though, we were still waiting for vaccines. Mm-hmm. And that was something that we didn't know when those would hit. Right. Because those didn't really show up until what, March, April? Mm-hmm. Right. So we were making prognostications oh, when absolutely. there was still not even a True. clear path to what was going to happen. And honestly, when those vaccines came out, because remember how I was talking about the downtown condo market having been impacted so much by COVID? Mm-hmm. As soon as the vaccines came in, that condo market turned around. It, it took off. And it, it, it took about three months to fully switch over because mm-hmm. it had to have a certain number of people kind of really getting into it and seeing what was happening with the vaccination numbers. But it did finally turn around. Condos now are back moving very, very quickly, as you mm-hmm. and I both know, because right. we have mutual clients. But in all price points as well. And the other thing that was started driving a bunch of this was when vaccines and people were realizing, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a while. Mm-hmm. We saw a flood of people out of big, high priced, heavy metropolis areas like the Bay Area, Southern California and New York mm-hmm. going out. Even Seattle was neutral. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we didn't have a massive influx of people in your Washington state. Mm-hmm. I think uh, as statewide, we we barely gained any population, uh, you know, compared to previous years where mm-hmm. we've been always had net right. increases in population. But a so, lot of people didn't wasn't like leave. California where people were leaving and, you yeah. know, caravans. But Which is why Idaho's growing at 35 percent. Second fastest growing state in the nation mm-hmm. right now, Boise. Yeah, yeah, it's on, just well, on fire there. Well, I, I know that. Well, I'm saying Boise's the leading city yeah. of Idaho, but no, Idaho's number two, number two market in the nation right now. Yeah, it's nuts. There. I, mm-hmm. yep. I know, I know. It's interesting, it, but the thing is, is one of the reasons we don't have an outflow though is because a lot of the people who do live here and love the quali- quality of life, they've mm-hmm. just been moving into the outer regions, right? Right, or people were buying second homes out in those areas, mm-hmm. and so all of those marketplaces are just bonkers mm-hmm. absolutely bonkers and and i've been working you know for 18 years of this i've heavily worked within a three county area of snohomish king and pierce mm-hmm. but in the last two years i've been clallam oh, right. jefferson kitsap mason, mason Skagit, island island yep. uh whatcom i've been you know like I've, yep. I've been all over literally the map right right <laughs> on western washington well, because you're right people can can live where they want to live yeah. you know most more and more people are able yeah. to work remotely and and permanently mm-hmm. you yeah. know at this point yeah and so, so it's why definitely not impacted. so i still i don't think we're a d <laughs> um you know because i i'll say there there's still some i mean certain price points definitely went bonkers Mm -hmm. because the affordability situation people were like trying to quickly get into something yeah um and so that had uh, i'll say what you and i can can even look at it like tacoma it's Mm -hmm. now really really hard to find something in the 300 range in tacoma right two years ago there was a plethora yeah there are truckloads of homes in that price range yeah or lower no longer and what is in the 300 range is junk it's, it's they're they're challenged that's a nice way to put yeah, it some of them that yeah. that one that our mutual client i said please don't buy this right yeah that was junk yeah that you one know, was just yeah, at, at sure. a simple gaze it was fine yeah uh, until you really looked into it and then i was like oh that's yeah at least a hundred thousand dollars worth of yuck that's the proverbial <laughs> uh lipstick on a pig that mm, one mm-hmm. and some rouge <laughs> 
some duct tape. Bit of mascara. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Oh boy. <laughs> that was some not good. Yeah, not good. In fact, good. can I just tell you, I'm looking for a client right now whose price point is between about one and a half and two point one five million. Mm-hmm. And I was looking online because there's so few properties. There is this green monstrosity over in Kirkland that is listed for one point eight eight million, and it's just so ugly. It's oh, no. incredibly ugly, but it's because it's in Kirkland. Well, sure. <laughs> I I can see you're trying to look it up right now. I am. I'm kind of curious right now. Yeah. I, yeah. It's it's just like, it's not even worth a renovation, really. And I'm, I'm wondering because it's got a fairly large parcel size, if what they're hoping is someone's going to tear it down. But here's the thing. I don't think when they put it on the market, they thought they were going to tear it down because it has a brand new roof and it was recently painted kelly green oh interesting uh-huh. huh. yeah okay not my choices yeah I, I don't think it's many people's choices it's a single story have you found it yet <laughs> no i haven't yet but i'm, okay, I'm, I'm still gonna, looking I'll, so i'll track it down when we're on a break <laughs> and i will send it over to you so you can see this just lovely piece of real estate that i'm talking about yeah but i mean i just looked at it and thought now if that was in tacoma It'd be selling for about three fifty. Right. Yeah. And in Kirkland, one point eight million gets you maybe two thousand square feet. Yeah. You know, three bedroom, two bath. This thing's something a, like that. Yeah. This thing's. I'm yeah. sorry, it's butt yeah. ugly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm, not too many beholders for this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. No, I've, I've had I've had one client that's looking sort of same thing, kind of east side, mm-hmm. and a home will come on at at one point six, one point mm-hmm. seven. They'll offer two, one point nine, mm-hmm. two million, yeah. and not win. Yeah, uh, because oh, these know. things are going. You know, there's still there still is. It's it's getting a little bit better, but there's, we're still seeing some of those bidding wars going oh, on. There's at, definitely at still all price wars. ranges. It, yeah. it doesn't matter what your price range is. Doesn't matter. No, if it's a good home, if it's a good listing, mm-hmm. there's there's going to be a bidding war on it, which yes. is why we have a class that we teach yes. to give you the tools what a lovely segue. to know how to make a winning offer. Yes. And we do have a class coming up. And this one's this class is special. For one thing, it's in person. It's not going to be a Zoom call. <laughs> in fact, thank goodness. This it's is our the first one live in quite a while. It's in a long time. And this is the anti-Zoom call. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. you're going to take this class with a glass of wine in your hand. Oh, you're going to be relaxed. You're going to love this class because <laughs> we're doing it at Tint Cellars in Woodenville. That's right. At their at their Speaking warehouse the location, their, their cellar location. And uh, this is a two-hour class. It's going to combine massive amounts of information on home buying, financing processes, options, how to make that winning offer, uh, along with some samplings of yes. wine and charcuterie. Did I pronounce that correctly? Charcuterie. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> along with, and um, yeah, so th- we, we've done this before where we've kind of paired up you know, done some wine tasting and things like that along we with the class. So it's a lot of fun. We had so much fun with this the last time we did it because it was oh. like, this Pinot Gris would go perfectly with mm-hmm. a, 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 a jumbo. Discussion yeah, or... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
That's right. Now we're going to write contracts, and I think that sweet. one's going to take yeah. a Merlot. You know, so we're going to get through it that way. Uh, so if you're interested in that class, so February 3rd, 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. at Tent Cellars in Woodenville. And to register, just email info at teamreba.com. Info, and we'll send you all the details. That's right. Info at teamreba.com. And now we have to take a quick break. Yes, we do. And we will be right back with more of our prognostications and discussions of, um, you know, kind of just review of uh, end of last year, too. That's right. And a brief history lesson as well. Oh, that's right. We love history here at Open House. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. Eric Austin is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And Reba has from Team Reba. And we are here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock. Sundays from 3 to 4. And always on podcasts. Yes, we are. Yeah, look us up. Open House with Team Reba. On any of your favorite podcast stations, go ahead and subscribe and listen every week. We've got lots and lots of topics. And going back, if there's something that you're thinking about, it's on your mind, you want to know about, oh, I don't know. PMI, you want to know about flood insurance, you want to know about a 1031 tax deferred exchange, mm-hmm. guess what? We have a podcast on it. Yes, we do. We have uh, issues around building green and design. We have things that have to do with landlord-tenant laws and issues going on and even COVID related to all of those things. Mm-hmm. Pretty much any topic that you can kind of think of in this industry. That's right. Right? But... Listeners, I will say, if there's ever something that you would like us to cover mm-hmm. or someone you think we should reach out to as a guest, send us an email at info at teamreba.com and we'll look into it. Yeah, something that's on your mind. You know, there's a lot of yeah, misinformation out there. Right oh, oh, yeah, gosh. for sure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, like, remember you were doing we were doing those shows on the BRRR or the Burr program. Right. Right. And we have a mutual client who's like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this Burr thing. I'm like, oh, let me send you a couple mm, shows. We know about that one. Yeah, that's <laughs> let me, right. Let me at least get you a little more educated. Yeah. <laughs> so to speak. If You know, just jump into YouTube, for instance, and type in housing bust or something like that. And there's mm-hmm. just. Yeah, YouTuber after after YouTuber talking about how the yeah. market's just going to fall apart in 2022, and well, all of their their reasoning. Mm-hmm. When you really get in and and listen to it and analyze it, we can shoot that to pieces in 30 seconds. Well, it's those, because most of those are wrong, and they're just trying to get views and clicks. They're and trying to get views and clicks and make money off their channels. Mm-hmm. Because exactly. that's basically what all that stuff mm-hmm. is, yeah. right? Because no, they're grifters. They're grifters. Right. I mean, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah. Where does that come from, Grif- actually? The word? The word grifter. I've heard I, it. Uh, uh, I don't know. Well, now I'm going to have to look I'll it up. Have to okay, anyway. Check that Neither one out. Neither here nor there, but I'm just like curious. I'm always, I like words. So. Anyway. I'm saying about the movie. <laughs> the oh. grifters. Yeah. I guess I don't know what It's an old is. word. It just means like confidence person, con man. You know, that okay. that sort of a thing. Is that what the movie was about? Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I should watch the movie. Yeah. Not a bad one. Yeah. Okay. Who's in it? I can't remember now. <laughs> I'll look it up. Yeah. That's all right. We were looking up other stuff during the break. <laughs> we were trying to find ugly houses. And yeah. Boy, did we find them. Yeah, we found quite a There's few. There's a bunch of over a million dollar. Well, I showed so you that one last week. It was like a $1.6 million listing on oh. a lake. This beautiful house. Mm-hmm. 
And you well, know, the, it wasn't the house that was a problem. That was no, the it was agent. the listing agent. You know, I, you're looking at a picture of the house, and his his fingers are blocking. Yeah, like, not just one, but two. Yeah, it was a two fingered <laughs> blockage on the photo. It's I like from his my smartphone. Whole team. I'm like. <laughs> How is it that I am not getting these listings when we use professional photography? Yeah, I believe what you told me was there's <sighs> something wrong with this photo, but I can't quite put my finger on it. Fingers. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, boy. Anyway. At least he wasn't trying to read, have a message of read between the lines. <laughs> well, solid point. That's right. That's right. All right. You ready for a history lesson? Yes, please. Okay. Now that I'm all laughtered up, I'm open for learning. <laughs> well, I, I was trying to, um, you know, look at doing work on forecasting for, for 2022. And, and uh, you know, I'm also kind of, of course, grading myself on the previous year. Mm-hmm. And uh, incidentally, if anyone's interested, I, I do a weekly Speaking mm-hmm. of YouTube, um, I'm non-monetized <laughs> um, Facebook, YouTube, whatever. Um, yeah. I do a weekly update on interest rates. It's just a short video and a quick write-up on what's going on and what's happening with rates and why they're happening. If that's something you're interested in, you can search me out. Eric is my banker. Just go on there and you'll you'll find me on on Facebook or or YouTube. Yep. And uh, it's a very homespun, quick, short update on what's going on and why. Yeah, but that's and, exactly what you got to do. Right. And and looking looking at that, you know, this this year um and and I I I'm I am n- never going to count myself as a great thinker when it comes to economics. My background is economics, but but what I like to do is pull information from all kinds of different sources and try and put it all together. Right. And and I subscribe to different um, mortgage forecasting services, so I'm constantly you know looking at all that. Right. You know, one of my favorites is is um, uh, uh, Barry Habibi's with MBS Highway, and mm-hmm. Barry's had some very good insights over the years, and, and but he's not perfect either. And which I enjoy actually, because mm-hmm. when they get it wrong, they get it wrong, and and they'll they'll admit it when they get it right they get it right but but um, he got me thinking about just a real quick history lesson because one of the big factors that's going to influence rates this year mm-hmm. looking forward you know covid is still there yep. that is still going to be a factor yep. unfortunately you know but but really all eyes are on the fed mm-hmm. and and speaking of screwing up in my opinion that's exactly what the fed did last year uh, okay. they for Months and months and months as inflation was was really starting to take off Mm -hmm. because of too much stimulus, government stimulus in our economy. And they kept saying that inflation is transitory. It's it's just short term. It's due to these Mm -hmm. supply chain problems and it'll it'll just go away. Well, about a month ago, they they changed their tune. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the word transitory was purged from their vocabulary. They no longer say it. And uh, and and that got me thinking about about the 70s because we went through that in fact um going kind of back who was alive anyone who was alive back then if not this is that's why i called a history lesson well, yeah that's why this is good because a lot of the people who listen to our podcast are in ju- younger generations and weren't around mm-hmm. when this was going on right absolutely well we've been here before yeah so in the 70s the fed chairman was a guy named arthur burns and arthur burns ignored inflation insisting that it was mm-hmm. transitory as a consequence inflation in the, in the 70s ballooned from 7% in about 1978 up mm-hmm. to 14% by the time he left office in 1980 mortgage rates back then went from 12% up to 18% right and i 
remember that. That's about the time I was I was getting into banking. It was not a lot of fun. Oh you know, yeah, back my parents then. bought a house in 1974, and it mm-hmm. was a, a outrageous interest rate. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, now as so so Burns was in there in 1980. Paul Volcker, big mm-hmm. cigar chomping, uh, you know. Person of stature was appointed as the Fed chairman with the primary goal of stopping inflation. He hiked the federal funds rate, which is the rate the Fed can control, uh, from 11% to 20% in two years. Now, in, in comparison, the Fed funds rate today mm-hmm. is at zero. Right. It's at zero yeah. percent. So he hiked it clear up to 20%. Inflation dropped from 14% to below 5%, and mortgage rates went from 18 back down to about 12%, which was kind of normal normal at the time. And um, Which, listen to that, everyone. 12, right? Nor- normal. Yeah. <laughs> my first time. house I bought in 1985, yeah. it was at 13.5%. Yeah, I bought my first one in 97, and we were dancing because it was below 10%. Mm-hmm. We got nine-something. So yeah. the, the thing about inflation is it's psychological, a lot of it. Yes. You know, buy now before prices go higher. Exactly. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. So so Volcker knew that and, and he had to stop it in its tracks and it was painful. Mm-hmm. And as a consequence of those rate hikes, the S&P 500 declined 30%. And that tighter money supply that we had put us into a recession in 1982. In the 1990s, under Fed Chairman Alan Greenspan, irrational mm-hmm. exuberance Al, yeah. uh, inflation doubled again from very low, 1.75% to 3.5%, and mortgage rates went from 7 to 8.5%. Unlike Burns, Greenspan acted quickly, and he kept increasing the federal funds rate to match inflation. And by late 1999, he'd hiked rates, the Fed funds rate, from 4 and 3 quarters up, clear up to 6.5%. Inflation responded, and it dropped to almost 1%. Mm-hmm. Consequently, though, the S&P... And, and, you know, some of you are going to remember this one for sure, fell by 50%. Right. And by the fall of 2000, we had entered into a recession. Right. Today, under Jerome Powell, inflation has Which increased. Which is so interesting because everyone wants to say sometimes at that point, uh-huh. especially if they worked in the tech sector, they're like, oh, that was the dot bomb. It was a tech bubble. Yeah, right. it was a tech bubble. It's Telecom like, first, then right. the tech bubble. Yeah. Yep. It's like, and it wasn't. It wasn't just that. No, it, it was, was all these factors it was combined. A, it was a lot bigger than that. And, yeah. and I could also weave in um, a, a narrative on, on deregulation. Right. And, and especially in the banking industry that, yeah. that has prompted some of these, this boom bust sort of cycle that we've mm-hmm. experienced in this country. Um, so, but today under Jerome Powell, inflation's increased from 1.75% to 7%. And like I mentioned, he's been calling it transitory until just recently, just like Arthur Burns yeah. did back in the 70s. Under Powell, though, mortgage rates have not skyrocketed because the Fed has been purchasing mortgage-backed securities mm-hmm. you know, to keep rates artificially low. But right. you know, as history's taught us, too much stimulus causes inflation, and that's where we're at right now. Right. So I'm worried about these additional stimulus packages uh, going through D.C., um, you know, because with if 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 more of that spending is passed, it's going to make the Fed's job of controlling inflation, you know, that much more difficult. Right. So the other the other thing I'm worried about is what's called a wage price spiral. You know, because as prices of goods go up, workers need more pay. They're going to demand higher pay, right. and as the pay goes up, the prices are going to go up again because mm-hmm. companies are going to increase their prices to pay for the higher wages. Yeah, and you get that sort of wage price. You know, We're spiral situation that going in on. So many industries already. Right. So, 
you know, and in, in, in my view, rates need to go higher to calm inflation down. Once that happens, though, if, if the Fed does too much, it's going to thrust us into a recession. If they do too little, inflation's not going, it's, inflation's going to get worse. And that's right. going to make the, the medicine even more painful, right. you know, looking forward. So I know that's kind of a lot to unpack. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of information, uh, but but that's what we're really thinking about. So what what I'm looking at with forecasting on rates is that I, I would see them going up in the spring Mm-hmm. into the middle of the year, maybe as high as 3.75, not much higher than that. Which is still yeah. tremendously good. Right. And then going again, back down. 12 used to be regular. Right. Exactly. <laughs> normal. So, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I would see them actually tapering lower mm-hmm. as we get into towards the fall and the end of the year as, you know, higher rates and, and things like that will, will start to slow the economy. It's kind of like putting the brakes on. So I want to make sure as we continue this conversation moving forward though because i what could be the natural reaction of one of the people listening to the show right now might be well wait a minute what does that so is that what does that mean for housing right Mm -hmm. Uh, because there's all these costs so i I think it's another reason why you're seeing the resale market be what it is because Mm -hmm. new construction definitely is impacted by all of these supply chain especially supply chain but also you know what they're paying their employees because construction's Mm -hmm. churning so much yes but there's a lot for us definitely to continue unpacking when we get back um after these messages because you know people got to know what do i do what do i do do i sit do i stay do i Mm -hmm. get off the fence what do i do we definitely have some thoughts on that yes well stay tuned we've got more open house with team reba coming right back Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Oz is here from Homebridge Financial. Thanks for listening in. Yes. Hopefully you didn't hear me do that big sigh right before we got on. I'm so sorry that I'm ah, dealing with some pain today, slipping and falling. So trying to adjust myself just like I am to this environment that we're in with with inflation and housing and all right. these other things. All, all, all I got of, a little bit of soreness while I'm trying to navigate it all. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and you know, I, I just kind of did a, a, a recap on sort of what's going on, but that shouldn't scare anybody away from the housing market today. And mm-hmm. I do want to make sure that that we we kind of clearly cover that. And a lot of a lot of um, comparisons are made between the housing market today mm-hmm. and 2006, 2007, yeah. you know, the, the, the great, right. great recession. Well, just pre, pre great recession, right. Pre great run up to the, the run up, the run up to it. Um, and there's some, some pretty significant differences between yes. then and now, right. but the most important one is affordability. Mm-hmm. And we have affordability. Now, if, if you look back at 2006, 2007, interest rates were up around 6%, yeah. you know, five and a half, Between 6%. And, uh, and, and since then, of course, of course, interest rates now down in the low 3% range still right. wages are 55% higher today than they were yep. in 2006. Oh, for a fact, yeah. So even though house prices have gone up, the actual affordability of a home, you know, is, is better than it was in yeah. 2006. So I don't really, and, and, and if we kind of. And also comparing 
the mortgage markets in terms of the safety of the mortgages being made? Yeah, our, our credit, what, what we would call our, our credit profile is probably that one of the best that we've ever had in history. Mm-hmm. You know, and there were some, some fairly painful laws passed in 2010 mm-hmm. and the Dodd-Frank Act, um, mm-hmm. which, which made which lenders made. Uh, prove what we call ability to repay. Mm-hmm. And we can't make a mortgage these days without proving that. Yeah. And, and that, that wasn't happening in 2006. It was pretty much mm-hmm. fast and easy. In fact, there's even a loan program called Fast and Easy. Yeah. And we don't have that now. Every mortgage being made today is is of high quality. Yeah. And we you know, see that I, as the foreclosure rates are, are historically low. Right. Well, and I still remember, I mean, you and I talk about this every once in a while on the show as a reminder for people, but because we've been working together for so long, you yeah. know, 18 plus years, right? I got in in 2003, you know, I still remember you and I looking at each other when those mortgage types started changing Mm -hmm. to go to those you know like pick a payment plans and all of that and you and i were looking at each other like shaking our heads what is going on this Mm -hmm. is not good yeah and nobody was listening because they were like oh but we love being able to just say what we make and get you know whatever kind of house we want and we were like this it's not good this is not good and then we were proven right two years later it was Mm -hmm. like uh, i mean sometimes you hate to to be right <laughs> you know it's well like, entire companies failed as right, a consequence exactly and and that know, impacted a lot of people in some very right. painful ways oh and, it did yeah and uh you know we help people through that but i think what i love about it is that it gives us perspective uh i i mm-hmm. hope people can appreciate the perspective that we have on all of this you with even you know more decades in than me um <laughs> it's a nice way of saying i'm old <laughs> I mean, we're not that far in age. You just got into the career sooner than I did, right? Right. I spent 15 years elsewhere. But um, no, it's just it's 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 good to have the perspective, and I think it's important that we keep sharing it like we do mm-hmm. in these kinds of shows, um, because you, as you and I both know, like when we look at what happens with um, you know housing over time and and how people are in their housing. Well, a lot of the people who are buying first-time homes right now are in their 20s, 30s, and 40s and never have experienced any of this. No. They were children when it was happening. It's like something from a history book. It is. Yeah, they don't understand it. It really is, and they don't get it. Right. And it's just, uh, it's important. I pulled a few statistics. I'm just going to real quickly put that into perspective. So let's compare 2006 to 2021. Mm Mm-hmm. In 2006, the median home price was about 300000 mm-hmm. Today, it's 423000 In 2006, the average interest rate was 6%. Today, it's let's call it 3%. Mm-hmm. In 2006, your monthly mortgage payment was $1,800 for that $300,000 home at 6%. Today, it's $1,780 at 3% for a $423,000 home. That's amazing. Affordability is way better now than it, than it was in yes. 2006. That's why I tell people all the time, interest rate is more important than price. Right. Well, let me go on. Household income, in 2006, the median household income was $6,000 a month. Today, it's $9,300 a month. So your percentage of your mortgage payment to income in 2006 was 30%. Today, it's roughly 19%. Now, some yeah. of those numbers you know, will will vary a little bit, but but right. that, it just tells you the, the key there is affordability. Right. 
And if, if we look at affordability as one factor for our housing market looking forward, the other one is inventory. Yeah. So what's going on with inventory? It's been rough. It's been really, really rough. Um, mostly from the standpoint of, uh, well, during the holidays, it was one of the lowest I've seen mm-hmm. in 18 years. Um, we had at one stage during just between Christmas and New Year's, because you know I've got loads of clients that I'm working with of all different kinds of price points. And days would go by before anything would even come on the market that, that fit their criteria. Yeah. And I'm talking, I've got people in 300 400 750 2 million 2 to 3 million like wow. i have people in a wide range of price points that are looking and there just was very minimal inventory so that 7 day window that i look at in the market um search bars th- there was 238 on market you know that like new on market listings yeah. you know in that period and i just thought oh wow this is and i was talking to the client saying Hey, I've been look. even though I was on vacation during that time, I still did check-ins every day for my clients and was looking for inventory. And I would just have to send messages going, you haven't seen anything because it's been at least three days before something's come up. Yeah. And so just, you know, hang on, hang on. And as soon as the new year comes, expect within the second to third week of January, that's when most people start kind of coming out of their holiday, you know, days and all of that. And of course this year now we have on top of it, snow that happened Mm -hmm. so that's also going to have slowed people down right right? you know the other thing that was on my mind about that and and why it was so slow last month and it Mm -hmm. it was all around is i think a lot of people took no holidays a year ago christmas time Mm -hmm. but this year they did and and if you look at you know airline traffic and are because i was still busy (laughs) right Um, well even though my team took a week off i was still working right right right? but not but not in the same way yeah but the only reason i wasn't busier is because there wasn't any inventory well that's what i'm saying yeah and but if you look at SeaTac, for instance flight Mm -hmm. traffic you know the record crowds at the airports and then of course you know everything the wheels fell the wheels fell off you know but uh, (laughs) after that but but i think a lot of people just took they just took the month off yeah a lot of people were pretty yeah a lot of people in the real estate industry but honestly our our clients i mean just Mm -hmm. everyone is they've got fatigue yeah they're tired um and also i i've heard this across multiple states that not just the COVID related illnesses, there's some really nasty bugs going around right now. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people kind of got knocked on their butts. Right. And so that also is going to slow things down. Yep. You know, so you add weather related issues. I mean, even here just locally, you go North counties. I mean, we had flooding. <laughs> we've had it all. Right. I mean, like we've had it all. Yeah. We've had it all. Wind so, storms, trees down, power outages, yeah, flooding. But I will say here's, but here's the thing. I had a couple uh, of listings during that period. And uh, is client or not clients, our listeners out here, if you are considering selling, it's prime time right now. Like I would, I would recommend don't wait even till the summer because right. everybody who's waiting, that's when the largest volume of competition comes on the market. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll tell you, I had a couple of not, not like what I was describing earlier where it's like lipstick on a pig kind of things, but I had some funky listings. Mm-hmm. And we had multiple offers that we were dealing with and people offering over yeah. asking on these. And they're not your traditional 
type properties. Not a, a beauty queen. No. So, you know, the, the ones that get the 20 or more offers sometimes are the ones that are like the primo in amazing condition, mm -hmm. ultimate location, you know, that kind of stuff. They're yeah. in wonderful, you know, they're either new or have been renovated, look great, you know, all of that. But if you have that property, of which there are many out there that aren't on the perfect street, that aren't on the perfect, you know, area that, you know, maybe, you know, you, you're moving out of for a reason or, you know, whatever it is, there's, or it's condition, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Now is the time to do it. Don't mm -hmm. wait. Cause that's one of the things we're going to be doing this year with my team is myth busting. Mm -hmm. Because there's a bunch Good. of myths yeah. around the fact that the summertime is the best time to sell. Mm -hmm. And when we're talking about affordability, what might happen with interest rates, when those interest rates possibly creep up by that summertime, mm -hmm. it is going to slow the market down a little bit. Mm -hmm. It will. Because for yeah. some folks, they're going to be like, well, I want to wait. Right. And they're going to pull back. But right now, there are a lot of people who are in that weird to say that we're going to bring that phrase right back up. Yeah. Get it now before the prices go up. It's true. I know. It is it's, true. I know. Because we are we definitely have still a three to one buyer to seller scenario. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Unless it's just like the worst thing you could possibly imagine. There's there's still demand out there. Right. And we don't really see that improving dramatically that no. that inventory, you no. know, and and. We're not going to have a housing bubble. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be a bubble. Yeah. So period. That's, you know, I yeah. think in the cards and the forecast is, is going to gonna vet that out this year. Can I just say, though, if you're going to list your home, do yourself a favor and at least interview a few people. Mm -hmm. Because here's one of the things I keep hearing all the time. Everyone's like, well, you know, I keep getting all these letters. Someone says they have, they have a buyer for my home. First mm -hmm. of all, that is a tactic in my industry that is baloney. Mm -hmm. People are told to write those letters and send them out. And the vast majority of those are false. It's mm -hmm. just someone trying to get access to your home, mm -hmm. finding out whether or not you have an interest in selling. And then they're going to come after you hard to try and get you to actually list. Yeah. So if you are one of those people, which is probably about everyone listening to this show right now, because no one I know who owns a home hasn't gotten one of those letters. Right. Oh, no. If not multiples of them. Many, many. Yeah. So just make sure you interview. Don't talk. Don't just take the first person you talk to. Yep. It's important. That's right. Absolutely. We've got more prognostications coming up here on Open House with Team Reba. So stay tuned. We'll give you our, our 2022 wrap up of where we see the housing market going, where we see interest rates going. And we're going to pick uh, what we think appreciation will be. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. Thanks for listening in today. So we were talking about a recap of 2021 and some of the whys mm -hmm. of what, what's happened last year and then looking forward to what we can expect as we come into the new year. Yes. So you were saying what you thought was your prognostication on Mortgage rates. rates. Yep. Right? Yep. So we haven't, and we did what was our past Right. On appreciation rates. Mm -hmm. So what is your guess for appreciation for this year? Just as a general for the state, not yeah. unless you want to do a county by county. I think for, for our state overall, 
I think we'll be in the high single digits this year. I don't know if we'll bust into double digits or not like we did this year. So I'm, I'm going to go with 9% appreciation this year. Why, why are you picking that number? I'm just curious. Because 10 was too much and 8 was too little. <laughs> so even though you picked a number kind of like that last time <laughs> and got blown away. I did. You're just staying conservative to well, below double digits. You don't I, think we'll hit double digits again I, this year? I just don't. I don't think so. But I mean, what, because what we've seen here over the last couple months is the rate the rate of appreciation is is decreased just a little bit. It's it's tapering just a bit. If as we see rates drift a little bit higher, I think that will will kind of pull the market back just a, just a hair. But it's still going to keep going up. But I, and I'm also part of that is is hope that I, I really don't want to see us in this this frenzied market much longer. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be nice if we did see more inventory come in and got more into a uh, more of a one economist calls it a, a a BB market. You know, boring. You know, we want it. We want a basic, basically boring uh, market where it's not going to be just frenzied. You know, as it has been. So I'm. I'm optimistic that we'll we'll see it still go up, but but not quite as as radically as it did last year. I am going to go above you on that. Yeah, and I'm going to because we're talking a statewide, mm-hmm. and I think we're going to still be in double digits. Yeah. Um, How double digit? I like you. Am hopeful that we won't continue this kind of frenetic pace um but i would not be surprised if we're at least at 12 Mm. um if not a little higher because given that i've been in so many other counties and i've seen what the growth rates in the counties are Mm -hmm. um i think that's going to keep us still on a fairly high number for the overall that'll pull those state numbers higher the state number will be higher i think where we're at, you know, and I also, when I look at a lot of my high income clientele and their ability to buy and their incomes, mm-hmm. a lot of these higher priced homes still have room to move up in their values mm-hmm. and still be affordable to those individuals. And, and we have to remember that's 15% roughly of our economy mm-hmm. now are these high income earning roles. Mm-hmm. Um, between medical and tech, um, they mm-hmm. they hit a big yeah big portion of our population. Mm-hmm. So um, and and even even in all the people in the trades, those incomes have been rising um, significantly because mm-hmm. they've had mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And right. so with so now we're talking more and more of our local economy incomes and you were just doing the numbers. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if those if those wages are rising and there's that ability for it to not overwhelm, I think the thing that will struggle um, for for individuals the most is those who have bad buying habits, bad spending habits that have high debt. Right. But for those people who are reasonable with how they manage their money, mm-hmm. they will still have the advantage. Mm-hmm. And I think that will be part of what really pushes it. And there's, um, I'll, I'll, I'll give an example though, too. Because we have 
these markets. Uh, so I just, you know, we've mentioned this on the show. I just bought a place in Anacortes and a place in Oak Harbor. Mm-hmm. And I met one of my neighbors over New Year's. And um, that couple is from Kirkland. It reminded me of your brother. Mm-hmm. They had been in Kirkland for ages, decades. Mm-hmm. And the wife just retired and they had this realization. They're like, all the houses in Kirkland are worth more than a million dollars now. Right. I mean, I'm looking at new townhouses in Bothell selling for over a million. Right. Five years ago, they were selling for five fifty. Mm-hmm. Right. I was going to say half of that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so she and her husband looked at each other. They, we had this conversation at dinner and they were like, yeah, we realized we could just sell this and come up here. And I know what they paid for their house up there. They paid six thirty eight. Mm-hmm. For this beautiful craftsman home up there mm-hmm. that they're mortgage free, right? With a lot of extra money in the bank. Mm-hmm. And right. so they're, you know, areas like Oak Harbor that have a lot of the military there who can't do some of these purchases. People from our marketplaces are moving into those areas in droves right now. Right. Because all of those are multiple offer situations mm-hmm. in most cases. Um, so we're just spreading it further afield. Right. We'll still have close to 20% of the population locally that's going to be able to do these still big price point purchases. People who don't want to stay in that or who want to take advantage of their record. We, you and I have been talking about this for three years. Mm-hmm. This has been going on for at least three years, even pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. So um, people are, are definitely, you know, either getting upset with the city of Seattle and the way that they run things and saying, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Now, I was just talking to Wendy Fisher from Wendy Fisher Interiors. She's going to help me with the Anacortes remodel. Mm-hmm. And she and her husband moved three or four right, years ago. They bugged ago out a few Silvervale. years ago. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were like ahead of the trend, <laughs> you know, like their house is worth way more now, yeah. you know, yeah. and they bought that at a bargain compared to the house they had in Junkin Park. Right. You know, so I, that's why I'm still kind of the, I hate to say it, but I think it's still going to be double digits around here for the for the state as a whole. Mm-hmm. Because there's also a lot of people here going, hey, what about Spokane? Hey, mm-hmm. in a couple of years, I plan on going over to Walla Walla. Or, hey, I'm going to move over to Wenatchee or Chelan mm-hmm. or, you know. Right. I, I'm right. having lots of those conversations with people. Mm-hmm. And the more they're looking at their equity growing, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll admit, buying these places up north, I was like, Hmm, I know what my house in Renton is worth right now. Right. I could be mortgage free if I would like. <laughs> right. You know, that's true. but but yeah, I'm not true. I'm not at a stage of life that I want to do that. Right. So but for those people who are, which is a large chunk of individuals, mm-hmm. I they're gonna be shifting the conversation around it for yeah. us. Okay. I well, think. well uh, we'll be curious. We'll, of course, revisit, revisit this yeah. throughout the year. Maybe do a mid-year check-in. That would be, yes, I think and, we should absolutely do that. And then we'll also, of course, you know, do our, our wrap-up at the end of end of next year as well. Oh, yeah. These are always fun to see how, how close we are and, yeah. and just kind of what our, our gut feeling is for, for what we're experiencing in this market. Yeah, over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to go back and listen to the last few years of shows mm-hmm. that were our prognostications Yeah, and then see if... See how well we did for the last few years and then bring right. that back to the show. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, in this one, COVID's tough. You know, that one, that one, mm-hmm. nobody really knew what no. to expect, you know, coming into 2021. We were kind of hoping it was behind us 
a year ago yeah and turned out to you know not work out that way it's still all there in our face literally you know back then what was on our minds you know it was the Mm -hmm. summer of love and Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff going on and and then you know COVID on top of that uh it's been an it's been an interesting time Mm -hmm. you know there's a few other things to keep in mind looking all those COVID babies are out there right now too (laughs) and they need new places to go yeah there's our demographics (laughs) are going to be changing here our clients have the COVID babies oh for sure yeah that's (laughs) You're a lot right. of them just turned one. A lot You're of them right are pregnant that. right now. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a little, and, little baby boom. And COVID puppies and oh, COVID kitties as well. So lots of that going loads on as well. <laughs> well, it'll be an interesting year. I think it's going to be a good year. Yeah. I, I don't think we're going to see any super craziness on, on rates or, or the market. I think it'll be a little bit that's, more that manageable. Is, uh, that's a calming it is. thing right yeah. now. And and I think it's important to not be afraid of a, a big bust or anything like that mm-hmm. because we sure don't see that happening. There's well, just too many, too much demand. There's too yeah. many buyers for for the homes that are out there. Well, I think uh, maybe in next week's shows because I know we're coming up to the wrap up on this one. You know, we've talked the prognostications, but in uh, some of next week's show, maybe we talk a little bit again about if you're going to get into the market, what you need to be ready for. That's right. And maybe take our class February 3rd. And you can register info at teamreba.com. We look forward to seeing you there. 